Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. How are you? Oh, that's wonderful. I like it when you're wonderful. I like it more when you're wonderful than me, but at least you're being nice, pleasant human being, right? Welcome to the show. It's been a week, as it usually is. Um, got a new batch of stuff from Coolio just in time, because the old stuff is all done, so I've got a new stuff of his ready to go, so you'll see some Coolio stuff coming up here in a little while. Um, not a lot going on at the website. We've been busy people since uh, last week. The only thing that's really happened is I've got some new Euphoria up. And I fixed the playlist and I fixed the page. I don't know why it wasn't working, but it wasn't, but it is now. Over in the forums, we've got some Master Ninja 2 and a Dark Souls soundtrack and a poll from Ragnats about watching Let's Plays. So that's a thing. Good all around. Um... We've got, uh, been trying to do a little fixing with the website. Some of the CSS has been a little weird, and I'm not totally sure why it's doing what it's doing. So, at any point, uh, that would be why. And I'm trying not to, uh, you know, trying not to let it get too out of hand for too long, but it happened last night. Anyway. Oh, what's coming up? Um, obviously some more euphoria for me. I'm working on getting some more of Mega Man X Command Mission done. It's, it's a struggle, folks. That game is a struggle. Um, and, uh, yeah, after that, we'll just keep on keeping on. Probably going to start the Final Fantasy VII stuff at the first of the year. Um, but I kind of want to get Command Mission done first, so we'll see. Because I don't want to have PlayStation and GameCube hooked up and switch back and forth. Because I have the GameCube version. It comes on a GameCube and a PlayStation. I'll take the GameCube version. Thanks. That all said, um, let's move on with the show. Oh, oh, real quick. One other thing while I'm thinking about it. Uh, I've gone back slowly. I'm going back slowly through all of the soundtracks that we've uploaded at the website. And I'm making sure all the tag information on them is correct. I've noticed some of it's been wrong, so I'm putting proper titles, proper albums, track numbers, everything on it. It's a little time-consuming, but I'm, I'm glad it's getting done. So, if you happen to find a soundtrack that maybe I've got the link wrong or something, uh, leave a message on the Low Bias Gaming uh, the website, wherever, and uh, I'll get to it and get it fixed as quick as I can. Thanks very much.
Far away in a kingdom called Angel Land, the evil goddess Medusa has stolen the three sacred treasures and imprisoned the goddess of light, Palutena. As Kid Icarus, your mission is to find the treasures, destroy Medusa, and rescue Palutena from the depths of the palace in the sky. To find the treasures, you'll travel through ruins, collecting weapons and storing power for use in combat against creatures of Medusa's army. Use your bow and arrow to ward off gatekeepers of the underworld, overworld, and sky world as you strive towards your battle... Will you survive to restore Palutena's light and return it to Angel Land? Only you know. And this is Kid Icarus, uh, as you probably caught from the back of the box. Even though we don't play as Kid Icarus, unless that's his nickname. Could be. Not one I've ever heard of, except for in Captain N. We know that's canon, don't we? Uh, yes, Kid Icarus, Angel Land story. One of the first NES games I ever owned. And still to this day, a very fun, I think very underrated game and, and kind of an overlooked game uh, on the NES. Uh, great music, fun levels, really hard, uh, but not so it's NES hard and uh, that's what you got back then. Uh, multiple endings, multiple playthroughs available, password system as you got from all these old Nintendo games. One of my favorite games back when I was a kid, to this day, and one of my favorite soundtracks from video game dumb. Never did play the sequel, though. Or the other sequel.
You know, I keep looking for reviews from some of our old friends, and lately, I mean, to be to be fair, we've had a couple of games that we couldn't review, but, I mean, just looking, we're not, there's not a lot. And help that I can't sort by author. I can't sort by anything. I don't know how these are sorted. Oh my god. Anyway, um, this game, you're going to look at. You know what it is. You heard the music last time. Um, let's find a couple of reviews. Let's find some low-scoring reviews. Uh, there's a four. That's pretty low. Oh, a three and a half. Um, there's a three and a half. Oh, there's a two and a half. But that's a detailed review. Mmm. That one's fairly sh- that one's a little longer that one's very long never mind we don't want we don't want dark dark we don't want long long reviews uh this one is from clark is dark that's why i said dark let the good times roll folks a kanamari damasi review by clark is dark Leave it to the Japanese to think of something as zany as rolling a ball of garbage around. Rumor has it that this little gem wasn't even going to make it to the U.S. for fear it wouldn't be well accepted. For $20, though, what game isn't well accepted? Katamari Damacy isn't going to be a contender for Game of the Year, but it's definitely one of the most innovative games ever made. Graphics. The game that looks this bleary and cubey since Cubivores on the GameCube. Cube. Everything around the world of Katamari Damacy reminds me of those packages and cheap plastic toys that you buy at the dollar store. From the people to the animals, all objects are modeled in as few polygons as possible. A slightly more realistic approach would have been really cool, but considering what the game engine has to do, I don't think it would have been technically possible. With thousands of little and big objects on the screen that can be picked up and moved by your Katamari, that's mighty impressive. And the whole time, the frame rate stays constant. What irks me, though, is a troublesome camera. You have no control over it, which is why I put it in this section. It often gets trapped behind walls and stays at a tilted angle, so you can hardly see any of your surroundings. Uh, I'm going to enter. Uh, you want more realism in a game that is, quote, as zany as rolling a ball of garbage around. Sound. Katamari Damacy features one of the zaniest... Oh, he likes zany. One of the zaniest game soundtracks ever made. On par with Vib Ribbon and... Gift Pia? Gift Pia? I don't know what those are. It doesn't stick to any one genre either. One level you hear a digital chorus chanting Wanda Wanda. Next level a lounge singer will be articulating his love. He wants to roll you up into his life, viewers. Oh yes, lyrics abound, both Japanese and English. The entire score is strikingly well done and confoundedly catchy. It will leave you humming the main theme for days even after. Sound effects, however, can get irritating. Every object sound when picked up, and some objects continue to make a sound unique to them. Imagine picking up 20 telephones, all of which have to ring loudly. I don't have to imagine it, sir. I've done it. Gameplay. The sole purpose of the game is to roll up stuff into one big ball of garbage, also called a katamari. You start out small, maybe the size of the rat, or even the size of a thumbtack. By rolling into objects slightly smaller than you, they will attach to your katamari, making it bigger. In time, your katamari grows and grows until it's grabbing a hold of everything imaginable. Bicycles, cars, animals, peoples, buildings, fences, trees. You may even be able to uproot the very island the city was on. 
The list of grabbable objects is remarkable. Different objects affect your catamaran in different ways. If you pick up a they stick out oblongly, causing your catamaran to roll, quote, with a limp. Only after collecting more garbage does this defect get covered up. It's such a simple premise, but so addictive and deviously pleasing. Katamari consists of different levels that present you with time limits, size limits, or the mission to collect so many of one object. These levels only take place in one of three areas, though. House, city, and world. The house level is relatively small and not nearly as fun as tackling the bigger areas. Like I said, it is remarkably good fun to watch your Katamari grow at exponential rates. Controls. This is where Katamari Damacy ultimately fails. It is such a difficult game to control. I'm sure if you got good enough at it, you would really like the setup, but I was discontent with it throughout the whole game. You use both Katamari, pushing them forward, moves forward. Turning requires pulling back on one of the sticks. It sounds simple, but it's surprisingly frustrating. It feels more like you're trying to control a tank than move a little ball around. With their tank controls, kind of, pretty much. That's how they work. That's that's not even funny. It's true. A more intuitive control scheme could have really helped out. The catamaran also moves ridiculously slow at times. How is it? Like, go forward to go forward. Go backward to go backward. If you want to turn right, you move in the direction of right. You move in the direction... I mean, it's not hard. It's, it's pretty danged intuitive. Frustration is loads of fun when your ball is small and also when your ball is really big. However, there's that moment when the catamaran isn't big enough to pick up large objects, but it is too big to fit down the street. What happens is you get stuck on everything imaginable. Couple this with the difficult controls mentioned above and you will soon find yourself no longer loving this game. It's only a temporary withdrawal of love though, fortunately. Lasting appeal. One day to see it all, the next day to tidy up. That's really all it takes. There are only about 15 levels in all, and some of these have very brief time limits. Katamari Damacy is a mind-bogglingly fun game, though, so I imagine you'll still have plenty of fun going back to the eternal stages and wreaking havoc. Again, though, there are only three actual areas, so it won't be long until you've seen everything and have no incentive to see it again. The included two-player... Promising, but it's nothing more than a slight diversion. Instead of, instead of pitting two players in a city and letting havoc ensue, you're confined to a small area with random objects floating around. It simply isn't very fun. You're better off taking turns at the one-player mode. Overall, I was hoping Katamari Damacy would be the greatest video game ever created. It certainly has the potential. This is a, one of the wackiest and most innovative games I've seen in years. However, I cannot bring myself to give it any higher than a 7. Why? Well, mainly the overall experience is too short-lived to last any longer than a weekend rental. That said, Katamari Damacy seems like it would be better suited as part of a bigger project, but it is an amazing little ditty, and I highly recommend you play it just to experience the wonder of engulfing in one ball of mass. Points. Innovative and wacky. Amazing engine. Deviously pleasing. Also short-lived and aggravating control. 7 out of 10. Thanks, Clark is Dark. Moving on to our next review. Ultimaterializer X. I'll bet he likes that Final Fantasy game. Ultimaterializer X. You can donate. Please give. Not all too well done, but it is inhumanly addictive and fun as hell to play. In a time filled with overexpensive titles for your new gaming consoles, it's always fun to take a nice breather and play one of those crappy, cheap titles that you'll likely play through once and never touch again. Katamari Damacy is perfect for this type of case.
Katamari Damacy is a puzzle game and a damned addictive one at that. The king of all cosmos has destroyed all the stars by accident and it's your job to get them back. How do you do it? Simple. The king sends you, his son the prince, to the planet Earth with a slew of little balls called Katamaris. You are to roll them around, pick up as much junk as you can in a set time limit, then bring the Katamari to the king. The king then takes your Katamari and sends it into the sky as a star. And in the levels in which you must find certain items, he releases the Katamari into the sky as a constellation. Your goal is to restore the sky to its former glory. The game starts out relatively small and simple. You're put into small levels with small catamaries and small... To reach your relative size quarter, you must roll your catamari around a three-dimensional environment that takes place from the third-person perspective. Though ver Through various rolling and turning techniques, you'll not only be able to pick things up from off the ground, but your catamari will grow in size as well. As your catamari grows larger, you will be able to pick up larger items, even fishing boats, skyscrapers, and monster trucks. The biggest things of all... I added that. The beauty of it all is that oftentimes your Katamari size starts out barely large enough to pick up a thumbtack, but eventually grows large enough to suck in humans, buildings, and satellite towers. It's pretty damned hilarious, and you absolutely have to see it for yourself at least once. The problem here is that this is all the gameplay has to offer. Every level is only a tiny Katamari, then gradually making it larger until you feel like you're in the setting of the blob. Even worse is the fact that the levels are all timed. But the time you have your Katamari large enough to be able to suck in nearly everything at will, the level is, often level is oftentimes over, and you cannot enjoy the full beauty of the game. If that weren't bad enough, Katamari Damacy tries to sell a secondary story between each level of the game. After completing a main level, you'll see a family speaking among themselves in the most idiotic of fashions, complete with some of the worst voice acting you'll ever hear. You also see a mother refuse to listen to a words her kids say, not to mention some rather poor graphics. The game's graphics are nowhere near the capabilities possible on the PlayStation 2, and even though there are no obvious glitches in the game, the graphics, or lack thereof, look at. The sprites are done very badly, and the animation is poor as well. The humans walk more like penguins, and some animal sprites don't even move at all. They simply glide along. I don't know why everybody's so... Like, oh, the graphics don't look very realistic by Gabe about the king of all cosmos sending his thumb-sized son to roll up a ball of stuff to replace the stars in the sky. God, the voice acting isn't even good. Jesus, people. The music is nothing to shake a stick at either. It's unique in that cats being slammed against walls only counts as this game's vocals during the music, but the instrumentals as well. The sound effects when picking up items is equally annoying, and worst yet are what some of the people say when you pick them up. Horribly voice complaints to horribly voice undecipherable gibberish. Maybe the only person on the planet that doesn't like the Katamari music. Ultimaterializer X. Still, Katamari Damacy is not only good for an occasional taste of random insanity, but very affordable as well. As this review is being written, the game is selling for all of $19.99 in most stores, and will likely sell for less in the upcoming months as used copies become available. The game isn't all that well done, but it's a good bargain regardless. If you like random, stupid things, this game is worth a shot. Even if you don't like it, you haven't lost that much in the way of funds, plus you may find yourself able to ignore the various annoyances in the game and wind up having a great time with it. Katamari Damacy's sole function is random insanity, and to serve near perfect gameplay can trump everything else regardless of how bad it is. Gameplay isn't necessarily the end-all be-all quality of whether or not a game is good, but Katamari comes as close to proving this as any other game out there. 
one can argue that nearly every facet of the game outside of its gameplay is absolutely terrible. They'd be wrong. Yet it manages to be a good game regardless. The music is quite bad, despite a couple of decent tracks. You're so wrong. And though the graphics help to enhance what the actual plot of the game is, there's nothing special outside of the scenery and the environment it helps set up. Yep, despite this, the game manages to be very fun to play. In the end, isn't that the entire point of a video game in the first place? It's addictive beyond words despite its drawbacks. It's a shame that the game doesn't explore its full potential. It's Ultimaterializer X for showing us that you don't understand video games. Ah, uh, no. Um, it's not a bad review. I just disagree with the fact that, like, I don't... Why are people complaining about the graphics in Katamari Damacy? They are perfect for what the game is and what the game is about. There is nothing wrong with these graphics. And I've never heard anybody say anything bad about the music in Katamari Damacy till, like, right now. So, I mean, I don't know. I, do, I just don't know.
it's that time, ladies and gentlemen, again to read the news for you. So let's read the news. <clears throat> I do beg your pardon. While people living in Lawrenceville, Georgia, had the chance of a lifetime on November 20, on November 16th, excuse me, to attend a quote come meet a black person event sponsored by urban media makers a group for filmmakers and content creators cheryl moses who founded the group said she read in a 2013 study that most white people don't have any non-white friends quote i want to do my part to change things she told the washington post i've never met a black person one person commented on moss's fake book post what do you recommend i bring Later, WXIA-TV reported that more than two dozen people showed up to share chili and cornbread, but fewer than a half dozen were white. I'm surprised that many people showed up. Unclear on the concept, the Detroit Police Department got a little carried away on November 9th while trying to address a persistent drug problem on the city's east side. Two undercover special ops officers from the 12th Precinct were posing as drug dealers on a street corner when undercover officers from the 11th precinct arrived and, not recognizing their colleagues, ordered the 12th precinct officers to the ground. Shortly, more 12th precinct officers showed up and the action moved to a house where, as Fox News described it, a turf war broke out as officers from two precincts engaged in fistfights with each other. The investigation is underway and the police department has declined comment. Meanwhile, a bit of a rude awakening for a family in Vero Beach, Florida. They were rudely awakened early on November 11th when Jacob Johnson Futch, 31, climbed onto their roof, as he later told authorities, carrying out a meeting with an agent with the Drug Enforcement Agency. WPTV reported the family didn't know Fulch and called Indian River Sheriff's deputies to say someone was stomping on the roof, yelling and howling. When asked, Futch admitted injecting methamphetamines earlier that morning. He was charged with trespassing and held in the Indian River County Jail. The continuing crisis in Frankfurt, Germany, an unnamed man called police 20 years ago to sought missing, believing it had been stolen. In November, the car was found just where the driver had left it, according to Metro News, in a parking garage that is now scheduled to be demolished. Police drove the 76-year-old to the garage to be reunited with his car, which is unfit to drive, before sending it off to the scrap heap. I have seen this story everywhere. I don't care. It's not even weird news. The guy's an idiot. But how hard do you look for your car? It's just dumb. It's not even like an idiot in a weird way, like the guy stomping on the roof. He's just dumb. Flying Solo. <clears throat> That's what they should have named Han Solo's kid. Office workers at Cambridge Research Park in Waterbeach, Cambridgeshire, England, feared the worst as they rushed outside on November 13th after watching a hot air balloon crash into a fence in their parking lot. Strangely, no one was in the basket of the balloon, although the gas canister was still running. Eyewitnesses uh, Jack Langley told Metro News earlier they had bailed out and jumped before crashing or the balloon escaped from its mooring lines. Cambridgeshire police later discovered the balloon had taken off and the pilot got out of the basket to secure it to the ground. Meanwhile, a bright idea or two. <clears throat> Dundin, New Zealand Police Sergeant Bryce Johnson told Stuff.nz that he's seeing people reading newspapers, putting on makeup, and using their mobile phones while driving. ...who was playing bagpipes while driving, as he did on November 15th, was a first for him. His fingers were going a million miles an hour, Johnson said. The driver, who admitted to being a bagpipe player, said he was only doing air bagpipe. 
and a search of the car did not turn up the instrument. He was released with a warning, but Johnson urged other drivers to keep both hands on the wheel at all times. I'm a mean airbag pipe player, folks. The Hopkinton, Massachusetts Police Department cited an unnamed driver of a Buick Century on November 12th for making their own license plate out of a pizza box and markers. The plate, which reads Mass at the top and sports a sloppily rendered six-digit number, prompted police to post some helpful warnings to creative citizens on its Facebook page and resulted in charges including an unregistered vehicle and attaching, quote, fake homemade plates. In other crime, in the wee hours of November 5th, before the McDonald's in Columbia, Maryland had opened, a woman reached through the drive-thru window and tried to pour herself a soda, but she couldn't reach the dispenser. The Associated Press reports that, rather than driving down the road to a 24-hour restaurant, she can be seen on surveillance video squeezing herself through the drive-thru window, pouring herself a soda, and collecting a box full of unidentified items before taking off. The thief remains at large. They're not cameras in your drive-thru, McDonald's? Oh, Canada, Montreal police may win the Fun Suckers of the Year award. I said Fun Suckers. After pulling over 30 Moala on September 27th as he drove to buy a bottle of water at Saint, in St. Laurent. Moala was enthusiastically singing along to the C plus C music factory song, Gonna Make You Sweat, when a patrol car pulled behind him with lights and sirens blazing. Is it C plus C or C and C? Might be C and C. I don't know. I know the song. That's all I can tell you. Officers directed him to pull over. Four officers surrounded Moala's car. They asked me if I screamed, Moala told CTV News. I said, no, I was just singing. Then he was issued a $149 ticket for screaming in public, a violation of peace and tranquility. I understand that they're doing their job. They aren't allowed to check if everything's okay, said a very shocked Moala, but I would never expect they would give me a ticket for that. His wife, however, said she wasn't surprised and would for $300. Sorry, ex-wife. Sorry, no. <clears throat> awesome. This is awesome. Listen to this. Indian computer coder Susha Dixit braved perilous terrorist-infested territory and drove six hours in early November to plant his flag and declare himself king in the last remaining unclaimed habitable place on Earth, Bir Tawal, a border area between Sudan and Egypt. I am the king. This is no joke. I own a country now. Time to write an email to the UN, he told the Telegraph. King Dixit has also created a website for his new nation where he's encouraging people to apply for citizenship. However, Anthony Arend, an international law and it's that quote, under international law, only states can assert sovereignty over territory. Oh, if only Suyash was a Tea Party member, then he could claim his own sovereignty and then it would work. Because that's just how you do it. We're, we're big on colonization. Sure. And the litigious society, our final story of the news. The Canadian press reports that Lauren Graber of Nova Scotia, Canada, is suing the transportation department to keep his vanity plate, which reads Graber, spelled G-R-A-B-H-E-R. The retiree has sported the namesake plate for 27 years, but in January it was revoked for being inappropriate, and authorities denied the reason was because it was... To a suggestive comment by President Donald Trump revealed during his campaign. I'm increasingly dismayed by the hypersensitivity of some people who are offended by every little thing they encounter, Graber wrote in his affidavit. He went on to say that he is proud of his Austrian-German surname. Graber's case is scheduled to be heard in the Nova Scotia Supreme Court on September 28th. 
What do you think, folks? Folks, there is the show. Hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I always enjoy it, though. Who doesn't like talking by themselves in a room to a computer screen for half an hour upwards on... on Day after day. Anyway, uh, enough reminiscing about the last half hour of my life. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Subscribe. Check it out. Visit us at lowbiasgaming.net. Check us out on YouTube. You can find us on TuneIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all of that. Twitter, by the way, where I'm having a wonderful time just 
just I mean I know he's not reading it but yeah some pretty some pretty good time with good old Donnie T I love it when he talks about other people lying because I have his running total anyway thanks for listening check out Roll Film this week too by the way you can't hear shit for the whistling above all the people an undead beetle a hair transplant and a junkie come friendly bombs and rain on keen and anyone that's ever been like featured in the anime and that includes me see the world bank don't do shit for free so read that drop tree they see thee and thee all they and they own thee so they got all your water mate yeah they decide you don't expect you can't send piss into wine you can't rub pennies in a wound and expect it to be fine there are no diamonds in the mines the lot. So I'm on top of the pot singing Thanks for all the A's And the bums and the nuns and the guns and the bombs on the trains Thanks for all the A's And the floods and the bloods and the drugs and the banning all the rapes Thanks for all the A's And the Asian flu and for you and for making us slaves Thanks for all the A's Oh pray for me Methodist cause I fear the rapture Coming at ya like Cleopatra Oh you can never catch her, the Donovan stature I'm evil on the mic like Margaret Thatcher Ook, made you look Bombs like a new come truer than the gospel According to my mate Luke It says here That the sky god wants to kill you if you quit Or if you're a Jew or you're an Arab A miner in a hole Or if you are a dog because you haven't got a soul Or if you are a dead baby <laughs> You should count your stones and see how lucky you are So if your kids are on better than you are Twelve times worse than the worst crack hurt. I can say this because I'm sure you ain't shit. We've been advised to quit, but we ain't taking the piss when we say thanks for all the A's. And the bombs and the guns and the guns and the bombs on the trains. Thanks for all the A's. And the lies and the wives of the guys who be dying in spades. Thanks for all the A's. And the crap TV and for me and for bringing on the plague. Thanks for all the A's. One more fucking time. Thanks for all the A's. And the bombs and the nuns and the and the bombs on the trains. Thanks for all the A's. And the floods and the bloods and the drugs and the banning all the waves. Thanks for all the A's. And the Asian flute and for you and for making us slaves. <laughs>